If you want to be a sponsor of this show, help us stay on the air. Definitely hit us up at Time Out with Josh on the Instagram page and uh, shoot us a message. I don't care if you're a big business, a small business. Um, you want to do something small, you know, uh, sponsor two, three shows, whatever the case may be. Let's put your product out there. Let's put your services out there. Let's talk about them. So those are available for you. And for those of you who are listening, if you want to have a guest on, definitely shoot me a message. Let me know who you want to hear on the show or if you have a person that you know that you want on the show and uh, and you think they'd be willing to be on the show, have them shoot me a message. Hit me up on uh, Time Out with Josh on Instagram. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about something that I, I think a lot of us um, – that are on social media deal with on a regular basis, not to mention all of <laughs> all of the people that uh, are in everyday life, um, you know, just everyday fucking life. Uh, I think one of the one of the things that sparked this is I was doing a live uh, a live on TikTok and. It just got to a head, and so I was like, "Josh, man, you gotta, you gotta talk about this on on your show." And I was like, "All right, all right, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's definitely talk about it." So <clears throat> we're talking about manners, manners. All right, this is gonna be kind of a venting, a venting uh, podcast a little bit, but we're gonna talk about this because let's be real, folks. We've got a generation of human beings that have no fucking manners. There's no please, there's no thank you, there's no yes sir, yes ma'am, anything like that. There's none of that going on anymore. I mean, yeah, okay, there's a handful of people out there that still do. They're teaching their kids to say yes sir, yes ma'am, please and thank you. But why is it a shocker to any one of us when somebody says please, thank you, yes sir, yes ma'am, pulls out a chair, opens a door, anything like that? We act like that is like out of the norm, which it is, but we act like it's some sort of grandiose show, you know, affection or manners or something to that effect. So what I'm talking about is basically this. Back in the back in the day, I say back in the day, back when I was a kid, <clears throat> it was really common for somebody to, you know, to say to us, you know, and say to my parents, oh, wow, your kids are so well behaved and things like that. That was really common. Um... But it was also very common to hear my friends that I grew up with to use the exact same manners. And it wasn't like I was raised in some weird neighborhood sect of some sort of super manner-oriented group. But I certainly, certainly, certainly was raised to say yes sir, yes ma'am, please, thank you. Use proper etiquette and manners, right? So now days what's happened is you hear a kid doing that and it is shocking it's like oh my god your kid's so well behaved like holy cow nobody does that anymore like what are you kidding me so think about this for a second we've gone from our grandparents raising our parents you know that gen x generation of yes sir yes ma'am strong handshakes polite manners and etiquette to oh your kids are so well behaved because it's kind of not commonplace to it being a complete shock when your kids are fucking well mannered so having said that what brought this up is i was in my tiktok live and people were you know these kids were coming in and they're like what are your pronouns um you know stand up do this short king call king you know, all, you know, just absolute stupidity, right? And I get kids are going to be kids, right? But 
those are things that I would have never, ever thought to do to somebody that was very much an adult. Now, for those of you who haven't seen me in person or on a live, I have gray hair. I'm not a young guy, but I'm not an old guy either. You know, I'm 39 years old, and, you know, I'm, I'm visibly older. But that's something I never would have ever, ever thought to do to anybody of any significant age older than me. Hell, I even still to this day call some of the people that I was raised around that are my parents' friends. Um, one of them I even worked for. I still call him Mr. Paul. I refer to him as Mr. Paul. Now, I'm an adult. He's an adult. He has kids. I have kids. Our, his kids were just a little bit younger than myself and my brother and my sister. But I still refer to him as Mr. Paul. I don't walk up to him and say, hey, Paul, how you doing? I was, hey, Mr. Paul, how you doing? You know, so we have these kids that are doing this. Now, the whole pronoun thing, the way I deal with it on there, like, look, I don't give a crap what your pronouns are. I really don't give a shit. It doesn't change who you are as a person. If you're a good person, I'm all for you. If you're a piece of shit human being, now we got a problem. I don't care if you're purple, green, brown, white, gay, lesbian, trans, bisexual, trisexual, finsexual, pansexual, non-binary. I don't care. I, I I don't judge you by what you I, I don't I don't judge you. I don't treat you different. I don't do anything like that by how you quote unquote identify. And the thing is is they come into this live and they're like, what are your pronouns? Just like that. And most of the time they don't have a profile picture. You can tell they're a troll. They're just they're being stupid, right? So I have said, like, hey, you know what? Stop doing this. Learn to introduce yourself properly, and then we can have a conversation. If you want to ask me those questions later on, then for sure, let's talk about it. But if you come into my live and you're like, hey, how you doing? My name is such and so. What's your name? Or, hi, how are you? Or something like that. That's proper manners, man. And, like, I know it's social media, and you're not sitting there shaking hands with people or anything like that, but you want to verbally shake hands with that person. That's manners. That's etiquette, all right? So I, I was looking up some stuff and research for this podcast. I was looking up some stuff, and I came across parents.com. And I typed in, I just typed in, like, manners, proper etiquette, stuff like that. And <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm looking at stuff. To see what's going on with this, right? Now, this is the funny thing. It didn't say, here's a website for children to read. It didn't say that. Because, folks, let's be real for 2.5 seconds here. The kids are only going to do what the parents teach them to do or allow them to get away with. That's all that's going to happen. So can we blame the kids totally for this bullshit? No, not really. We can't blame them totally for this bullshit. We can't. Because the parents are the ones that are ultimately responsible for raising their children, for teaching them manners, for teaching them etiquette, for keeping them in the line, and doing what's fucking right. Where have we gone? Folks, you want to sit there and bitch and moan and complain about our government, about this, about that, about how kids are being, about how kids are rioting in the streets and stealing stuff when it has nothing to do with the protest that they're standing up for. You have kids that are treating adults like shit. You have kids that are beating up other kids in school. You have kids that are throwing stuff at homeless people or at elderly people or whatever, and you want to say, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. How about we turn around, point the fucking finger at the parents and say, oh my God, I can't believe you don't have your kids in check. Like, at some point, we have to hold the parents accountable. We have to. This website is specifically for parents. That's why I chose this website to quote. It's specifically for parents. Parents are not raising their children anymore. And, and you know, is it economics? Is it all this stuff where we have, you know, parents that are, you know, at work constantly because they have to have the money because they have to, you know, have the money to raise the children and stuff like that? Yes. There's a lot of factors that go into that. There's a lot of them. But let me tell you, my parents worked. My parents were hardworking individuals. I know a lot of families that did not function the way my family did. And both parents worked. Nurses, 
police officers, a really dear friend of mine. His parents were a police officer and a nurse, yet he is one of the most respectful kids I know. He's my age. He's a little bit older than I am. My aunt and uncle, my aunt and uncle both worked. My aunt was a teacher. My uncle was in real estate, in land acquisition for the Department of Transportation. Yet, my cousin is very successful, well-mannered. Both of them are. I could go down a list of thousands of people and say, look at that. Both parents worked, yet their kids are successful. Their kids are well-mannered. They learned how to say please and thank you. Why? Because fucking responsibility, etiquette, and manners does not take hours and hours and hours and hours of one-on-one -on -one attention every day. It takes repeated habitual attention over the course of time, and your kids learn to do it. Guys, the idea behind the attitude or the mindset of gratitude is that it produces high levels of serotonin in your system. And having an attitude of gratitude every single day, being grateful for the things that you have, not complaining about the things you don't, but being grateful for things that you have, causes a high production of serotonin in your system, which makes you become more positive, which makes you have a positive outlook on life, which makes you treat people better, etc., etc. So manners functions the same way. Saying please and thank you and yes, sir, and yes, ma'am causes natural change for children where they grow up and they act like human beings and not like fucking animals. All right, so manner number one. Manner number one on this list is when to ask, or when asking for something, say please. Manner number one, wow, holy smokes, how original. Manner number two, converse to that. When receiving something, say thank you. Please, thank you. Huh, not hard, right? I know, I know some people very, very, very personally. I know some people that didn't know how to say thank you. I know you're, you're probably sitting there going, Josh, you got to be fucking kidding me, man. Are you serious? They didn't know how to say thank you? Yeah, adults. Full-grown fucking adults that did not know how to say thank you. And these adults were in their, at the time of me figuring this out, were in their early 20s. Manner number three, don't interrupt grown-ups who are speaking with each other unless there's an emergency. They will notice you and respond when they are finished talking. My my mom and dad were adamant about this, all right? My mom and dad were super adamant about this. If we had something that we needed to talk to our parents about and it was something that, that we needed to um, express to them while they were talking to another adult or even another person for that matter, not even another adult, another person like my, you know, I needed to talk to my mom and she was talking to one of my siblings. She taught us to put our arm, my mom and dad both, taught us to put our hand on their arm and leave it there. Don't squeeze, don't tap, don't take, no, just put your hand on my arm gently, just leave it there. And my parents would acknowledge us. They'd turn and say, I'll be with you in a moment. They'd go back to what they were doing, and then they would come back to us. Really simple. Manner number four, if you need somebody's attention right away, the phrase, excuse me, is the most polite way to, offer, uh, to enter your conversation. I'm going to pause for a second. I'm going to pause for a second. Let that one fucking sink in. The phrase, excuse me, holy shit, have we forgotten that one in society? Even even bumping into people, excuse me, pardon me, I'm sorry, you know, whatever. Pardon me, excuse me. Like, good Lord, common courtesy. I'm sitting here looking at these laughing that this is on a fucking website for parents to learn how to do with their children. That's where we've gotten, folks. That's where we've gotten. Manner number five. When you have any doubt about doing something, ask permission first. It can save you from many hours of grief later. <laughs> oh, my God. I had to put it in depth there for this one because I'm sitting here going, oh, Jesus Christ. Seriously. <laughs> Ask permission first. It can save you from many hours of grief later. Why am I hearing all of you guys listening to this laughing so hard right now? Why are you guys laughing? 
<laughs> it's just, it's like, are we seriously having to, okay. Not because we couldn't, shouldn't teach our kids this, right? Not because we shouldn't teach our kids this, because we should. We 100% should. Ask for permission. Like, I'm that way with my kids. Like, you can have the cookies. You can have the candy. You can have all that stuff. You can have it. I don't care. I'm not telling you not to take a cookie off the counter. What I am telling you, though, on the other hand, is to ask permission before you do it. That way I know if you're hurting or if you're having an allergic reaction, what it's to. So, I mean, it's not it's not to limit my kids from having fun, having a good time, or anything like that. I just want to know you're safe. That's all. But the funny thing is, is so many adults don't even follow that same mindset. They don't. They don't. I mean, it's consequences are not thought about you know and these kids aren't thinking about the consequences of their actions and what they're doing and like how people are going to see them and it's it, it's not in the sense of how people are going to accept me or how people are going to um you know like or dislike me it's thinking about your future i mean think about the actions that you're doing now and how that's going to affect you in the future is that something you can do you know um I don't know, man. It just, it, it's ridiculous. Manner number six. Let's get on to manner number six. The world is not interested in what you dislike. Keep negative opinions to yourself or between you and your friends and out of earshot of adults. All right. <laughs> so this is something that could also be applied to um, people in general, adults included. The world is not interested in what you dislike. Like, I get that you have an opinion. You you should have an opinion. You should stand on what you believe. You should stand on what is important to you. You should stand for those things. But keep in mind, people are more interested in the positive than they are in the negative. So Alyssa and I have been talking about this a couple of times. And, and when I say a couple, I mean many times we've talked about how negative opinions are not wanted. Like, take a look at the news. Uh not to get into it too deep, but the downfall of the news happened when we went to 24-hour news networks. The funny thing is, is the movie Anchorman makes fun of it, but it is so true. It's so true. As soon as we went to 24-hour news networks, then all of a sudden it went from, look at all the things that have happened in the world without personal opinion, and now look at all the things and let's give, let's give 30, 45 minutes to an hour of personal opinion on what we think as news broadcasters, et cetera, et cetera, on the way things are going. It's a focus on negative. We are so ingrained and entrenched in drama and negativity due to social media, due to news, whatever the case may be, that we forget to look at the positive that's happening. You know, when was the last time you watched the news and they spent 20 minutes talking about something amazing that happened? Now, the great thing is, as I've seen of recent, there are TikTokers, social media influencers, whatever the case may be, that are getting on the news because of the positive things that they're doing. They've created such an impact in social media on their platforms and what they do that the news is catching on to it. But if you take a look at the ratio of how much that they are talking about that versus how much they're talking about the negative in the world, <clears throat> it's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's, it's insane. I mean, the negativity is absolutely surrounding. So going back to this, um, out of the earshot of adults, it threw that in there on the end for children. I can tell you unequivocally that my parents had very little clue of, or if, if any at all, of any negative opinions I had about what they were doing. Very little. <coughs> Excuse me. And if they did, it was because, you know, one of my friends said something to their parents and it got back to my parents and my parents approached me about it. Um, there were a few things that I stood up and said that I disagreed with, but dude, you live in your parents' home. You're living there rent-free. You're living there at no cost to yourself other than maybe doing some chores to keep your weight around the house that it's like, don't talk about it. Just don't talk about it. Manner number seven, do not comment on other people's physical characteristics unless, of course, it is a compliment to them which is always welcome. Oh man, kindness, kindness. Look, the mold was broken when you were born. The mold was created 
You were born and it was broken. There's no one that's going to be like you. No one's going to look like you. No one's going to act like you. No one's going to have the same hair, the same facial features, etc., etc., as you. You are uniquely you. We are unique. We're puzzle pieces that make up this beautiful, intricate network of human beings that, that roam this ball surrounded by a freaking universe of uniqueness. We look at stars. We look at you know trees. We look at plants. We look at everything. And they're all different. When was the last time you saw a tree look exactly like another tree? They're in the same category. An oak tree is the same category as another oak tree. But a live oak and a black oak look completely different. A pine tree and a palm tree look different. One alligator looks similar to another alligator, but is different. They're similar, but different. It's okay. It's fine. Compliment somebody on their smile, on their eyes, on their hair. Like, I really appreciate this about you. I love your smile. Your eyes are so this. You, you, your eyes are beautiful. I love your tone of voice. Man, you're so tall. That's awesome. You know, like, come on. People get bullied. These kids are bullying other kids. Adults are bullying other adults because of the way they look. My God, I have friends that look different than me. God forbid. Like, if this world was full of the same exact thing, we'd be looking at a piece of paper that is cut and dyed or bleached to look like other pieces of paper. Like, how boring would that be? Like, holy cow. We talk about, oh, individuality, 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 yet we mock each other for our individuality. What the hell? Teach your kids to appreciate other people. Manners, manner number eight. When people ask how you are, tell them and then ask how they are. That's original. Like, hey, how you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Real simple, folks. Real simple. Really, really easy. Manner number nine out of 29. When you have spent time at your friend's house, remember to thank his or her parents for having you over and for the good time you had. I mean, dude, that's basic party foul, right? Go to a person's party, you leave, that's it. No, are you serious? That's etiquette. You shake their hand. Thank you for inviting me over. I appreciate the time that you took to have me over. Look, that person's house is going to be dirty or it's going to be unkept or unclean after you leave because you had a good time and they're like, hey, leave it. I've got it. Don't worry about it. Hey, thanks for having me over. I appreciate it. Really fucking simple. Really simple. I mean, my parents taught me that when you went over to someone's house, you left it better than what it was when you got there, right? You leave the world better, a better place because you were in it. You leave the environment that you're in a better place because you're in it. Go to somebody's house. Oh, thanks for having me over. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. It's really, really easy. Teach your kids these manners and they will grow up doing the same thing. Manner number 10. <clears throat> manner number 10 and this one's kind of funny because of society and the way it works but knock on closed doors and wait to see if there's a response before entering like dude i lock my door if my if i'm doing something like changing or something like that so my kids don't come in because we know as young kids you know two three year olds they're like mom dad and then they open the door and you're like uh i was in the middle of doing something there kid i didn't want you to see it um but it goes to life in general. It goes to life in general. You know, they grow up, they're working in an office, they knock on a closed door, they wait for the response, and then they enter. Um, you know, again, basic fundamental groundwork taught as a child will continue itself on into adulthood. So in adulthood, it's, you know, in adulthood, it's, it's calling somebody and, hey, do you mind if I come over? Or, hey, I wanted to talk to you about something. Can I come over? Um, even in text messages, hey, do you have a quick second um, so I can give you a call? Uh, those kind of things. I mean, it's really, really simple. Manner number 11. When you make a phone call, introduce yourself first and then ask if you can speak with the person you're calling. Really simple. Hey, how you doing? Um, this is Josh. I'm trying to get a hold of XYZ person. Um, can they come to the phone? It's the same thing in social media going into lives. And that's what these kids, I mean, portray this or come into the 21st century on this, come into heavy 
you know, heavy social media aspect of it. And it's introduce yourself. Hey, how you doing? I'm Josh. Or hi, how are you? I hope you're having a good day. Um, you know, this is the first time in my in your life, or I appreciate your content, whatever the case may be. You know, those kind of things. It's simple introductions, guys. Simple, simple, simple introductions. Manner number 12. Be uh, appreciative and say thank you for any gift you receive. In an age of email, a handwritten thank you note can have a powerful effect. This I cannot stress enough. Um, I mean, take the UPS out, or USPS out of it. Take mail delivery service out of it and them keeping their jobs and whatnot like that. But we text each other. We call each other. We email each other. We DM or, or Snapchat each other so often that we lose sight of a simple handwritten note. I cannot express to you guys enough what a handwritten note means. I have kept virtually every single handwritten note I have ever gotten. Let's go to let's go to Amazon for instance. I get I get stuff uh, from people periodically um, from Amazon and like from my wish list or you know people will send me stuff or whatever. And I absolutely love getting the note that they leave in it. Hey, I was thinking about you. Um, I thought you would like this. Whatever. The item itself is a blessing. It's great. It's an awesome gift. But that simple expression of thanks um, through an Amazon note or through a handwritten note or whatever the case may be shows that that person just took that extra step to say thank you. That means the world, guys. That means the absolute world. There's nothing more impactful than that. Number 13, never use foul language in front of adults. Grown-ups already know all those words, and they find it boring and unpleasant. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Um, you know, at, at times it is funny to hear your child say a bad word, a cuss word, a naughty word, whatever the case may be. It can be funny. Um, you know, people have created, uh, videos and stuff like that of their kids saying funny stuff. And yes, it is funny. It is funny. But your child learning that basic respect first and, and using language appropriate to their age teaches them to have respect. It is it is not just not saying those words. It is self-respect. It is self-control. That's the biggest thing that you're teaching them. You're not teaching them not to use those words. You're teaching them to use self-control. You're teaching them that, look, this is appropriate for you now, not later. Um, you know, this is, this is appropriate for you to restrain yourself at this point. So that what happens is when they become an adult and they, they grow up and they're in a situation where you know, they're sitting there in front of their boss and their boss says something to them or their teacher or another adult says something to them that they don't agree with, that they don't just spout off, you know, fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. Um, they don't spout off like that. They hold their tongue, they bite their tongue and they go, okay, how do I approach this? How do I, you know, it, it's teaching self-control. So you're not just talking about the actual words being used. You're talking about self-control, guys. You're talking about something that's far deeper and far more meaningful than just using foul language. Um, number 14. This one goes back with the, the last couple of them. Don't call people mean names. Look, people don't care about your opinion. The world does not care about your negative opinion, right? They, they really don't. You know, behind closed doors with somebody that, um, somebody that, that you can trust and you sit there and you go, man, that person was a fucking asshole. Um, that's that's calling out their action, right? <clears throat> um, you know, calling them a mean name because, or calling them a derogatory name because you don't like what they said. They treated you like shit. <clears throat> Excuse me, whatever the case may be. That, look, I get that. I get that. Behind closed doors, don't, I mean, what, what is the point? You're escalating a situation, right? Um you know, if somebody gets in your face, just literally de-escalate it, de-escalate it. Calling them a mean name does not help anything. Manner number 15, do not make fun of anyone for any reason. Teasing shows others that you are weak and ganging up on someone is cruel. Huh. Interesting. Hey, you social media influencers that rely on calling other people mean names and making fun of them for no reason at all. Listen up. It's not doing anything. It shows you're weak. It says it right there. It shows that you are weak. You are weak. Guys, so often 
we sit there and we make fun of others because it is a reflection of our own insecurity, our own lack of self-respect, our own problems with our own self-esteem. Get it through your head. Get it through your head. Work on yourself. Never point a finger at someone else. Do not throw rocks in a glass house. People could say stuff about you as well. Saying things that are teasing, that are derogatory, that are negative towards someone else, teasing someone else, hurting someone else and ganging up on them shows that you have no backbone. You cannot have an intelligent conversation with that person. You're attacking their looks. Guys, we see this happen in politics. We see it happen in the world. We see it happen on social media. We see it happen everywhere. It shows weakness. I look at those people and I go, man, they really have nothing else to stand on, do they? They're literally calling that person out on a physical appearance that they cannot change, on something that they cannot alter. You know, maybe somebody doesn't have the status that you do and they can't buy the clothing that's super nice and they have to wear old clothing that's worn out or they have to drive a car that's beat up or they have to work with things that are less, you know, I don't know, economically advanced than years because they don't have the money for it or they don't have the resources. That's not something you call them out on. They're doing well with what they have. They're trying. They're striving. Focus on that. You know, if somebody can't change that thing or if they're not working to change that thing, help them. Help them. Don't make fun of them. My God. Banner number 16, even if a play or an assembly is boring, sit through it quietly and pretend that you are interested. The performers and presenters are doing their best. You know, that's the funny thing. We, we see this happen in meetings. Um, when, when I ran or conducted meetings, I would have to conduct them in a job that I used to work in um, and do corporate trainings for things that were absolutely monotonous. I'm talking monotonous. Put one foot in front of the other monotonous. But I tried to make them interesting. I tried to make them fun. And I tried to laugh and joke and break it up a little bit. And I know people were bored. Look, I would be bored. I would be bored listening to it. So I had to look at that perspective. But when people were very visibly showing that they were not interested or engaged or they could not give two rat's asses about what was being talked about, it made it really hard for me to want to continue. Think about the other person. Notice how a lot of this is about thinking about the other person and about perspective and how they would feel. We're so selfish nowadays that we don't think about how this comes across to other people. What kind of effect it has on other people. Have you ever noticed if you go into a live group or you go into a meeting or something like that and somebody attacks that person for their, um, you know, un unchanging belief you know they're like oh you're stupid or they go you're stupid for thinking that or that's just ridiculous or whatever they use very very strong language that way it changes the mood of that person that person's excited about something you know they're super excited that they got to buy uh, a used car that was 10 years old but it's it's way better than the one that they drove and the person comes in and was like, yeah, but it's still 10 years old and it's going to break down and it's going to do this. And that person just sits there and you can just see that whole demeanor come down. It's the same concept. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, if you've got, if you've got a play or something like that going on and it's like, you're sitting there and you're watching your kids play and it's like, oh man, this is, this is cringy. It's cringy because you're making it cringy. Enjoy it. Look at the joy that those kids are having up there on that stage at that school play. You know, Mary over there and, and and her daughter that's sitting up there on the stage and Mary is, you know, Mary is a is a, a mother that works two jobs and she's a single mom and she's doing her best possible and that child is up there just struggling with their lines or whatever and you don't realize the child may be dyslexic or they may have an issue that you cannot visibly see and you're sitting there laughing at them. Why? What What is that doing? That child's trying their absolute hardest. Children, 
you doing the same thing to your fellow classmates because they're struggling reading? You don't know that they're dyslexic. Maybe they haven't been diagnosed. Maybe they're on the spectrum and they don't know it. Or maybe they are. Maybe they have ADHD. Maybe they have a disability that you cannot see visibly. And you're sitting there making fun of them. Guys, I'm telling you, I have met some of the most incredible human beings via social media and in person that have disabilities that don't let them, you know, don't let that get them down. They still try. They give everything they possibly can to do public speaking or to make videos or whatever the case may be. And they deserve the biggest encouragement on the face of the planet because let's be fucking real, people. You or I, us, us quote-unquote normal people that don't have a disability, don't even have half the fucking backbone to do what they would do. We don't have half the attitude, half the wherewithal, half the self-esteem to get up there in front of people with a disability, with an issue, with a problem, and actually do what they do. Let's give them credit. Jesus, give them credit. Manner number 17. If you bump into someone, immediately say, excuse me. This goes back to the excuse me thing as well. Common courtesy. Common courtesy. In this day, not even common anymore. Uncommon courtesy. Pure and simple uncommon courtesy. Excuse me. Pardon me. I'm sorry. Apologize. Don't be rude. Uh, number 18, cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. Don't pick your nose in public. Well, this has become a big thing. Uh, thanks, COVID. Um, it's funny how COVID actually taught us basic manners again. Um, it, it is kind of ironic, right? 19, as you walk through a door, look to see if you can hold it open for someone else. Guys, I have I have had children hold the door open for me, and I have made sure to thank them for that. Because their parents are teaching them respect. That's not male holding a door open for a female. That's not um, husband holding a door open for a wife. That's not, you know, those kind of courtesy. It's just in general. It's in general. Hold the door open for them. Culturally, I've been in other countries where that is something that's not done and it is rather shocking to them that I did it because I was taught to do that. It's a matter of respect. It's a matter of honor. It's a matter of saying, hey, let me do something for you, especially if their hands are full. Um, manner number 20. If you come across a parent, a teacher, or a neighbor working on something, ask if you can help. If they say yes, do so. You may learn something new. Guys, we could all learn from this. We could all learn from this. This is not something just for children. Obviously, these are manners that we're actually, I don't, we're discussing this for adults too and teenagers and, and children. Um you know, if they say, no, I'm good, say, okay, cool. Well, if you need help, let me know. Because who knows, they may need an extra hand. But take it as a learning opportunity. Take it as something. On the converse, on the converse, adults, teenagers, people that are doing something, your child comes up to you or a child comes up to you and says, can I help you? Let them help. Let them learn. Use it as a teaching opportunity. They may not do it the best way possible. They may not. There may be something that they can't do because, I don't know, maybe they're not capable of doing They're not tall enough, strong enough, whatever the case would be. Give them something else to do because there is something about helping someone else that gives you a sense of value and a sense of worth. Let that person help you. Let that child help you. Let them learn from you. Help them to learn. Help teach them. Use it as a teachable moment. But even more so, that child senses that, oh my God, an adult wants me to help them. An adult wants me to be a part of this. They feel big. They're learning. Guys, what this does is it comes down to, you know, I don't know, 10 years down the road when your five-year-old is doing their own damn laundry, that they can do it themselves. My parents were adamant about doing this. If we wanted to help with something, we automatically were given the opportunity to do it in some way, in some capacity. I enjoy and love cooking so much because my great-grandfather was adamant about letting me help make breakfast. I remember those moments, and I will for the rest of my life, of my grandfather picking me up, setting me on the counter, and showing me how to make pancakes. I will never, ever, ever forget that. I will never forget being four or five years old and my great-grandfather doing that. I will never forget my, my grandfather showing us how to work with wood in his basement, in his massive, massive woodworking shop in his basement. I remember my other grandfather showing us how to do yard work and greatly appreciating it. The thing is, is not only did he get things done, and maybe the first one or two times they weren't done as quickly as he would have done them himself, 
but what it did is it made us want to do it again because we felt that connection. Guys, you'll, that connection, that gap that you have with your children, those are creating bonding moments. That's what that is. Use that as a bonding moment. Manner number 21, when an adult asks you to do a favor, do it without grumbling and with a smile. Pure and simple. Pure and simple. Do it without grumbling and with a smile. This goes, again, it translates into later life. A child is asked to do something. They do it. They get it done. It may be a teachable moment. Hey, you were upset about this. You were grumbling. No, we do this. If I ask you to do something, I'm asking you to do it for a reason. I need your help, and I greatly appreciate it. But it goes on to the parent saying thank you to the child and showing that child gratitude for their assistance and their help. It goes on to later life when a teacher or a supervisor, an adult, asks them to do something and they go, yeah, sure, no problem, I got you. Again, it's common courtesy. We're showing common courtesy here, guys. Um, manner number 22, when someone uh, helps you, say thank you. That person will likely want to help you again. This is especially true with teachers. Again, saying thank you, showing appreciation. This goes to the last one and goes to the very first one up there, or the second one up there, saying thank you um, when somebody helps you out. Again, this is this is showing that gratitude because what happens is, you know, we, we, we sit around and we talk about, oh, well, I'm not getting help with this. I'm not getting help with that. This is going wrong. That's going wrong. Okay, why? Did you say thank you? Did you say please? Obviously, people are not going to want to help you if you don't say thank you afterwards. My God. As an adult, it works the same fucking way. We're sitting here putting this on our children like they're supposed to know this stuff coming out of the womb. They don't fucking know, but they're going to know by example. And if you're not leading that example, adults, adults without children or adults with children, period, I don't care who you are, if you're not leading that example, stop fucking grumbling about kids that are not doing the same thing. Stop. Use your platform, your life, that is your platform. Use your life to impact them in a positive way. Manner number 23, use eating utensils properly. If you're unsure how to do so, ask your parents to teach you or watch what adults do. You know, this is something that I learned when I learned to use chopsticks. I lived in Taiwan for a while, and I learned how to use them. I asked, how do you use those? How do you do this? I got to a point where I could pick up M&Ms with chopsticks because I was taught. Use eating utensils properly. My parents were adamant about this. They set down a fork, a spoon, and a knife at every single meal. We sat down. We ate with that. There was a place setting done. It not only taught us how to set a table for our guests and to invite them in to be welcoming to others and to show them respect and honor, but it also showed us how to have manners. It showed us how to be humans and not animals. We are homo sapiens. We are part of the species of animals, but we're at the highest of the food chains. We're not gorillas out there ripping our food to shreds and eating them with our hands, scratching our butts, picking our nose, and eating our boogers. That's not what we're about. We're, we're, an, elite, we're an elite species. Let's eat and let's act like an elite species. Um, manner number 24. Keep a napkin on your lap. If anybody guessed lap, you got it right. Use to wipe your mouth when necessary. Keep it on your lap. Don't put keep it on the table. I even eating at home, it's kind of funny. Even eating at home, I never keep a napkin on the table. If I'm eating by myself, I still never keep a napkin on the table. I put it on my lap. I go to a restaurant, you know, drive through, Chick fil A, whatever the case may be, and and I get my napkins and stuff, I end up putting it on my lap. I don't keep it in the bag, I put it on my lap. It's a habit. <clears throat> that's where it should be kept. That's what, again, it's it's just showing that common courtesy. Don't reach for things at the table and uh, ask to have them passed. That's manner number 25. Don't reach for things at the table. Ask to have them passed. All right, again, this goes to future things. Hey, do you mind if I grab one of those? Or, hey, can you pass me one of those? You're in a meeting, you're in a board meeting, and they're passing out papers and you don't get one. Hey, do you mind, me, uh, do you mind passing me one of those? Again, teaching this, at the table teaches this in future life again common manners this one's number 25 um and that's the that's the end of the list all right guys think about this for a second we just went through 25 manners of things that should be taught to kids how many how many of you would honestly say those of you who have children how many of you would honestly say that you're doing that how many of you would say you know what i missed those or i missed all of them i missed some of them how many of you would honestly say that as a child you were taught this and then how many of you would say, hey, you know what, I'm not even doing this myself. 
guys, these are just manners. This is on a website, parent parents.com, parents.com. This is not some little dinko website. This is a website that puts out a magazine and all sorts of crazy stuff. But this is just common manners and courtesy. Guys, for those of us that are, are teenagers and adults, we need to use our life platform to emulate these manners. We want to sit there and gripe and complain about things that are going south in our in our society, yet we are not doing anything to impact those and show those. We're not doing anything to recognize those and call those out and praise them. You know, you see a family sitting at a table um, at a restaurant near where you're sitting, and you see that. Take that extra second to go over and tell the parents, hey, I just want to let you know, I know this is kind of weird. I was sitting over here on the side. I was eating dinner, and I looked over, and I saw your beautiful family, and I just want to let you know, your kids are so well-behaved. You guys are doing a great job. Encourage the parents. Encourage them. Let them know that they're doing good. It also is good for the kids because then they know, oh, wow, I'm doing good. You're helping the parents out because those kids want it. Guys, it has been psychologically proven over and over and over again from animals to humans that if a human or if if any one of them are not receiving positive praise and not receiving positive enforcement they will resort to negative actions to get any attention whatsoever because no attention is worse than getting negative attention at least they're getting something they're being interacted with i have worked with troubled youth that have said this time and time again I wish my parents would pay attention to me. They didn't say, I wish my parents would praise me. They didn't say, I wish my parents would correct me. They just said, I wish my parents would pay attention to me. As human beings, we love boundaries. We love, we love to have a guideline to follow. You know, think about a bridge, okay? Think about this, this 20-foot-wide bridge, and it's been built over the Grand Canyon, but it has no walls. It is 20 feet wide, though. And I take two basketball goals and I set them at, 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 you know, in the middle of the bridge and I tell you, hey guys, go out there and play basketball. I would venture to say that 99.999% of you would never step out there to play basketball because there's no boundaries. You could lose the ball. You could go over the edge. It's just terrifying, right? But as soon as I build walls, let's say it's a 20-foot wide bridge, right? And I build walls that are 20 feet tall. And I say, these are the boundaries that, that you can play within. Go ahead and play basketball. I would venture to say that all but maybe one of you would go out there and play basketball. Maybe one of you is scared of heights. But you have boundaries, right? You, you know the ball is not going to go over the edge. You feel safe within those boundaries. Teaching children manners is teaching them boundaries. It's showing them, look, this is where you can, this is where you can be within. The funny thing is, is there's freedom within boundaries. There's freedom within limitations. There's freedom within walls that are set at a reasonable distance. We're not talking about slavery, you know, like, like oppressing someone. We're not talking about that. We're talking about setting reasonable boundaries and showing them, look, your freedom is in within here. And when they step out of that boundary, you can correct them. If you have a child that steps out of that boundary and you've not taught them what that boundary is, you, can't, you, you cannot yell at them. You can't. You can say, hey, whoa, don't do that again. I'm sorry I didn't tell you where that boundary was, but don't do that again. Now you know where the boundary is. And the kid goes, okay, cool, I know where the boundary is. And if they cross it again, you can say, hey, whoa, you messed up. But if they are shown that boundary and they can function within that boundary, your children will actually be happy because there's freedom there. There's freedom within those boundaries. You go to bed at this time. You wake up at this time. You need to take your shower now. You need to do this because it teaches them that later on in life. And they don't run around willy-nilly like a crazy person doing stupid stuff like commenting on people's videos or commenting on their social media or commenting to them in person that they're, they're stupid or dumb or ridiculous or they're ugly or whatever the case may be. They go, whoa, that's a boundary I don't cross. Yet we sit there and we gripe and complain about children doing that because we have not set those boundaries. Business owners, managers, supervisors, employers are having this issue on a day-to-day -day basis because boundaries were never set with these children and now they're dealing with it as employers. Teachers are dealing with it. They're having to raise children. My hat's, my hat's off 
to any teacher out there. If you're a teacher, my hat's off to you because so many parents nowadays are dropping their children off at school to be raised by you. <clears throat> they may be single parents or whatever the case may be, and they're dropping them off. And they're like, well, I can't be a single parent to three kids. You know, I'm going to drop them off with a teacher that has 25 in a classroom, and I expect them to raise them. And let's be real. If you're one of those parents that's doing that, I, I mean, you can be mad at me all day long. I said what I said. It's the truth. It's the truth. That's what's happening. We're expecting these people to raise our children. We're, we're removing the ability for them to hold the children responsible. We're getting upset if they, they, they put the child in attention or suspend them or punish them in the very little ways that they can nowadays. And then we get upset and our children are pissed off and we're letting these, you know, five, six, seven, eight, 10, 12, 14, 15, 16 year olds run our lives as adults, the ones that should be guiding them, they are not in this stage of their life to be raising themselves. They're not. Guys, it's proven over and over again. And I know you know it. I'm talking from a guy's perspective here. Most males are not matured until they're like 32, 33, 34 years old. We're still a bunch of big kids. Most people don't even come close to any level of maturity of any kind until they're in their mid-20s. And we see it time and time again, y'all. Guys, teach your kids manners. Learn manners again yourself. Show common courtesy. Uncommon courtesy. Let's start using it that way. It's uncommon right now. But show common courtesy. Show people that you respect them, that you honor them, and that they're worth your time. They are important. They're valuable. Because you are no more valuable than anyone else. And no one else is more, more, no more valuable than you. We're all humans, guys. Treat others with respect. Show respect towards others. Encourage children to show these manners by being the example yourself. Do it. I really appreciate you guys being here for this. I I know this was a soapbox kind of podcast here. Um, and it was awesome that I had a follower bring this up as something to talk about. Because this is something that I've wanted to express because of my experiences with this and not being raised to be unruly. But I appreciate you guys being here. You guys are awesome. As always, we're still looking for the sponsors. And if you want a guest on the show, we're working on being able to have guests on the show. I am so honored that you guys listen to this podcast. You guys are amazing. You guys are awesome people. Remember, show manners, show some fucking common courtesy. You guys have a fantastic day. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next podcast.